Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, welcome everyone to the Future Tech Podcast. My name is Josh Thomas. I'm filling in for Rich Jacobs. Today we have Vuk Magdalenic from Overbond.com. Hello, Luke. Luke. Hello. Oh, hey, we really appreciate you being on here. And I've I've been learning a little bit about your company, Overbond. It's a financial startup in the fintech industry. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, what your company does and what's your mission. Yeah, we are a finance technology platform. Um, that really provides uh, digital investment banking services. Um, it connects um, corporations that want to raise money in capital markets with investor community and dealer community uh, where you can uh, get all sorts of benefits. But the bottom line is a more efficient capital raising. And uh, you you work primarily in in bonds, is that right? I did, yeah, uh, or fixed income, as people in the industry call the asset class. Okay, so so tell me why you uh, selected that particular vehicle over all the other different ways that you could uh, assist. Yeah, so so some of, some of it is situational uh, or career related. I uh, did work um, uh, at the trading floor of a large Canadian bank um, in uh, fixed income capacity, um, structuring exotic risk. Um, and then moved on to work as a digitization consultant um, uh, to financial institutions. So through those experiences, it was very apparent to me that there's a large uh, need in um, investment banking um, side of this business uh, to to uh, enhance workflows, enhance communication flows, and sometimes client targeting or analytics uh, for the sake of obviously uh, strengthening client relationships and uh, providing more efficient capital flow and deal flow. Okay. And so who would you say is the uh, the most ideal person to uh, use your software? It would be a treasurer or CFO of a large corporation uh, that obviously needs to finance, raise bonds in uh, capital markets to sustain the balance sheet, the normal course of business uh, on one hand. And on the other hand, the uh, portfolio manager of a large fixed income fund that deploys capital investing in these securities. Okay, got it. And uh, so what are some of the uh, the problems that uh, you're solving uh, in this industry? It's, uh, it's definitely a very highly regulated industry, and there's a lot of rules to follow, and there's a lot of red tape and 
know, there's a lot of fat to trim. Uh, so tell me, tell me how Overbond uh, starts to solve some of those problems. Very much so. <laughs> um, there is um, uh, a lot of uh, communication flow inefficiencies. Just to give an example, on a um, uh, benchmark size deal, which uh, in U.S. would be a billion dollars, um, there could be up to 8,000 professionals involved in a manual process, all calling each other, up to um, 5,000 phone calls and 20,000 emails just to place this bond to market. So there's clearly a better way. These communication flows uh, impose, obviously, uh, access to time, uh, redundancy, in data records. Errors. How many How many calls and emails? 5,000 or 20,000 calls and emails. What does that accomplish? 5,000 to 20,000 so calls and emails? Would- that would account for um, the entire process from when a treasurer, let's say, wants to issue a bond, go to market, uh, professionals quoting, professionals pricing, professionals performing analytics, informing each other, then wow. uh, the process of for forming a syndicate and then distributing the bond uh, to lead orders, lead buyers through through the launch and ultimate settlement. Wow, that's that is a lot of manpower, uh, and and so how how does Overbond reduce that? What is uh, so a typical uh, bond issuance would would take five to twenty thousand calls and emails? How does Overbond simplify that? Yes, so we've worked uh, diligently to engineer this uh, very seamless end-to-end workflow in a central hub. Uh, where you can access uh, uh, from either counterparty, if you're an issuer, investor, or a dealer working on a transaction, you would have an access point. And it keeps everybody informed. It keeps everybody kind of stepping through the process, uh, building confidence and streamlining. So it's really eliminating the need for a lot of these back-and-forth calls and emails. Have you seen a, uh, a, a case study to this point where, uh, you know, instead of, 20,000 emails, uh, your service reduced it to some lower amount? Has has that happened yet, or is, is it still in the works? It's in the works, and it's sometimes hard to deduce because it would be deal-specific. But what I can tell you is that um, tools uh, that have been primarily enabling capital markets were focused on uh, deal execution and settlement. So once you know all the counterparties have agreed, all the investors have expressed what the amount uh, of the investment is and how they will participate, then from that point onward, it's about booking and settling. And technology has been, you know, existent for a while that takes care of that part of the workflow. What Overbond does is combines those stages, which are the late stages of the workflow, to more of a pre-deal communication flows and investment banking confidence building information flows. So, for instance, at stages when you're considering the investment, analyzing, or benchmarking data, we have that as part of our workflow as well. Okay. Well, it's it's certainly interesting, and you you know you've gotten you've gotten my attention with the the sheer amount of manpower that is normally going into getting a bond issued. I I had no idea, and I would think <laughs> that a lot of our audience didn't either. Uh, but probably the people that are, uh, you know, issuing bonds and uh, seeking bonds are are painfully aware of it at this point. So I would I would think that your your technology be, would be welcome if it could reduce that burden. 
It is definitely so. There's obviously uh, people who are taking advantage of it already uh, quite actively. Um, and there's people who are still participating in uh, the what we call legacy process, but have an outlook that um, uh, pervasive power of more efficient technology is, is uh, you know, changing things quite rapidly. Wow. Okay. So uh, how long have you been working on this uh, this project? We've been developing technology for about a year and a half. Um, we've been in operation for about two years, and um, uh, we've, you know, obviously grown <laughs> leaps and bounds. Um, so um, it, it's been quite exciting period of time, both on the tech development side and also growing the client base. And so you've been you've been in operation for about two years now. Um, where do you see the the growth trajectory for for this business over the next five years? I think our growth will be uh, fueled uh, through our U.S. expansion. Uh, we're Toronto-based um, uh, venture, but we cover North America um, in multiple territories, both from Toronto and New York. And um, given the size of the fixed-income marketplace in the U.S., I think uh, growth will, in the first couple of years of this period of time you mentioned, uh, will come from the U.S. Okay. So you're expanding further into the U.S. market. And and that should kind of start to fuel the growth. Let me ask you this, Book. Um, as you were going through this, and we've we've had a lot of guests on here that are in financial startups or tech startups of some sort, and they always run into this this kind of major roadblock or a test along the way. Could you go back, just kind of dig back into the past couple of years and, and talk to me about some of the, the challenges that you've faced in, in getting this from an idea into the uh, the concept that you have now? Yeah, I mean, roadblocks um, come and go. Um, I am a big believer in kind of startup mentality. Uh, I always say to everybody at Overbond, you know, uh, it, there's nothing uh, wrong with um, failing. We just want to fail fast and learn from it. So uh, failing fast is kind of our mantra. Um, we uh, definitely have improved and iterated on uh, our technology. Uh, our algorithms are, are getting better by the day. Uh, they're getting kind of more automated faster as well. Um, and um, in terms of the Specific roadblocks, it, it's kind of hard to tell. I think they're numerous, but those breakthroughs are incremental. And as long as you kind of have a steady focus and, and you're doing everything you can to get a little bit better every day, uh, then I guess uh, it's a constant challenge and every day is a roadblock. How have you seen the uh, the industry? So you've you've got you know a, a lot of experience before you were into this. Uh, this startup, how have you seen the industry evolve over the last 10 to 15 years? How do I see it evolve uh, 10 to 15 years from now or in last 10 to 15 years? Well, let's let's ask both questions. So first of all, what have you seen in the last decade uh, that has evolved and, and where do you see the industry as a whole going? Okay. Um, well, I think we've witnessed quite um, a change uh, in last 10 years in finance, specifically capital markets. Uh, you've had, first of all, a wave of regulation kicking in. So um, Basel III uh, globally, you know, in U.S. kind of extraterritorially implicated, uh, has, risen, uh, has 
you know, caused rising of capital um, tier one capital ratios at the banks has also uh, uh, had some implications through other regulations, such as Dodd-Frank and others, to really slash dealer inventories for market making. That has caused um, quite a strain uh, on liquidity in secondary markets for um, bonds, for fixed income securities. And due to that, we've now seen market-driven solutions that are increasing or trying to uh, solve liquidity problems. So electronic platforms that you can trade bonds on, and then uh, all sorts of analytics tools that you can discover uh, holdings amongst the buy-side participants. Um, what Overbond does, it um, kind of seamlessly extends this trend now into primary origination. And I've given some interviews in past half the year where I said, you know, digital secondary life is best met with digital uh, primary origination or a new issuance where you can port new security directly and uh, it kind of continues to live and be covered uh, through buying and selling process in the secondary life uh, on these electronic platforms. So I see that trend as probably the strongest trend um, in the next 10 years from now or 15 years from now, which uh, could lead to uh, purely digital capital raising, uh, even for the largest benchmark-sized transaction and issuers. You think that uh, raising capital will be purely digital within the next 10 years? I certainly think that would be a good thing. Um, I, well, think, I agree um, it would be a good thing. I'm just wondering, do you think, do you think that that is, uh, is realistic or is it a little bit uh, optimistic, do you think? I, I'm, not, I'm not making a, a judgment either way. I'm just curious. It's probably optimistic. But because I think it's a good thing, and I'll elaborate on that, I would like to be an optimist in this regard. Um, um, I think capital flows are becoming increasingly uh, global, increasingly uh, both global from kind of where they're sourced, but also global from uh, what the implications are, right? Uh, Something happens in Japan, uh, we're not necessarily isolated from, from that in capital markets. Uh, in U.S. or Canada. So, um, so given that the scope of implication and counterparties involved is becoming a larger by the numbers and geographically more spread, you can't really operate at scale uh, running a pen and paper, what we call OTC, over-the-counter network type of process. The discovery of opportunity, the um, uh, speed of uh, confidence-building process in investment banking where, you know, the decisions are made is just better suited, in my mind, uh, uh, when supported by powerful networked technology. Okay. Well, certainly agreed there. Uh, so I, I appreciate you coming on and sharing this uh, about a, an industry that is, is surely ripe for disruption and innovation. Um, any final thoughts? Uh, before we go here about uh, the the state of the industry and specifically how how people in our audience can utilize your service. Yes, I, 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 I'd encourage um, um, people who are excited about fintech innovation to go to our website, uh, www.overbond.com. Uh, we have uh, lots of different resources, including an academy <laughs> pages that describe this uh, somewhat walled-off 
uh, industry uh, in fixed income origination uh, or new security issuance. Uh, I think it's a very exciting industry, very sophisticated in terms of kind of its uh, functional complexity, operational complexity, and then obviously capital markets. Um, so it's, um, it, it would be great if we can raise some awareness with your uh, audiences and, uh, and get more people um, excited and involved. Very good. Well, you heard it from the, the man himself, Vuk Magdalenic from Overbond.com. If you'd like to learn more about the fintech industry and how they are disrupting the bonds market, visit Overbond.com. Uh, until then, thank you for joining us here at the Future Tech Podcast, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at the next one. Thank you so much. Have a great day. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.